You are listening to the Build a Brain podcast with Dr. Jeannie Zare. Join the quest to shape an efficient brain that fires on all cylinders and runs like a fine-tuned machine. You are now in the capable hands of an international presenter and a pathologically optimistic brain builder. Dr. Zaire will give you the right blocks to build that three pounds of cerebral muscle for you, your child, or the young adult you teach or mentor. Block by block, thought by thought, now is the time to build a better brain. Let's get started. Welcome, friends, to Build a Brain. So happy that you joined me today. We are going to talk about another great thinking skill that can build anybody's brain, and in fact, of any age. So I usually talk about helping children or or young adults, but it doesn't matter your age, you can improve your thinking. Today is a really important one. Of course, they all are. What Reuven Feuerstein recognized in some of the teenagers he was working with, of course they were Holocaust survivors, so they'd had a lot of trauma, but he recognized there was a narrowness of their psychic field. So think of the word narrow and think about some days when you're feeling like you can't handle a whole lot. Like you're just not feeling very good. So when you feel like you're overwhelmed, your psychic field is probably pretty, pretty narrow. So it can be conditions that you're just in, that you're not feeling well or you're under a lot of stress. But also it could be um, a cognitive skill that has been dramatically impacted by trauma or just simply hasn't been developed. When we think of the opposite of a narrow psychic or mental field, the opposite would obviously be a broad one. Well, in today's psychology, we now use the term working memory. And so that makes more sense. Most people know about working memory. When I need to recall and use several pieces of information all at the same time. So I just keep pulling in what I need and to get a task done. So this is, uh, you use all day, if you think about it, especially at work. We're probably not using it when we're sitting on a beach watching the waves roll in, (laughs) Right. right? But any other time, you're probably not using it when you're driving to work and you're just letting your brain kinda, it's called the narrative network where your brain just kinda just jumps from idea to idea. It's it's a it's a where we spend the bulk of our time during the day. But when we're using working memory or our broad mental field, we're problem solving. We are trying to get something done. And it demands focus. It demands that I'm recalling several pieces of information. So if you want to develop this in someone, um, this is another cognitive skill that we can develop by playing strategy games. I love the game Pente. It's just little glass bead stones that you're playing on a grid and you're trying to get five in a row, but you can also capture. So I like strategy games that are pretty simple to learn, but yet it can take a lifetime to get all of the strategy that is involved. You can spend forever playing it with different people and learning different strategies. There's another one called Quarto that is this cognitive function on steroids. 
Quarto, Q-U-A-R-T-O. And you can get, you're trying to get four in a, a row of any one of several attributes. Either all the pieces are tall, short, round, square, dark, light, hollowed, or solid. Whoa. Well, that's a lot to hold on to. Yeah. 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 It's about playing these games you're teaching yourself Mm -hmm. to have the capacity to focus on more elements in one task. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And think about school. You know, when you're you're trying to get a homework assignment done, probably reading comprehension is one that tackles this really well. I encourage parents to never stop uh, reading to their children out loud, even if your kid's a great reader. Say you've got a kiddo that reads at a fifth grade level. Well, you read to him from books, and you can just ask a, a librarian, and they'll get you books that are leveled at a junior high or high school level so that you're going to be reading vocabulary words that your kiddo may not know. And so they're going to hear new words, okay? And they're going to have to hold those new words as well as this whole plot. And I love it that we're now doing so many more podcasts. People are listening to podcasts. People are listening to books on on all kinds of apps that you can... I found a new one I'll have to tell you about. (laughs) So as you're listening to those books, you've got to follow along. And if your mind wanders, you got to bring it back. Well, that's using this broad mental field that I've got to hold all this information and follow what the author is saying. And listening, for some of us, for some people, can be a bit more challenging than when I read it myself and use my visual. So I'm really glad we're doing a lot of auditory work now because people are getting it that, boy, I can learn a lot while while I'm walking the dog, while I'm... Driving home, yeah. I listen to podcasts all the way to work, all the way home. And in fact, I sometimes I had a drive to Indianapolis last weekend, and it that meant two hours on the road, and I was so excited because what podcasts? <laughs> like, right. And I listen to yours, of course, Empower You. So I like your podcasts as well, Kidboy. So working memory, listen to books listen to podcasts, read aloud to kiddos if you got kiddos um, in your in your life, and then building things. So were, what, were you into Legos or any building toys when you were a kid? I was into Legos and then my dad actually used to take us into his like wood shop area and like create different things. You're kidding. Wow. So your dad was a woodworker? Yeah. Oh my goodness. You're, yeah, you're a lucky guy. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So when you're building things, you were listening to him. He was showing you how to use the saw. The pop, Did you get to use power tools? Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. So you're holding on to all of this instruction that your father's giving you, and you may or may not see the end product. So if you see an end product, then you know, okay, I'm going to build that tic-tac-toe board or that end table, mm-hmm. you know. But if you don't and he just tells you, here's what we're going to make, you got to hold it in your head. Yeah. And you don't know what it's going to look like, yeah. you know. So building things, whether it's Legos or doing woodworking, anything, so that there's some planning going on. Love to see uh, families that buy something from Ikea or doesn't matter, you know. It comes in a box. 
and it's got directions and you got to open up the directions and go, oh my word, where do we start? Well, there's a lot of working memory involved with, with keeping track of all these parts and screws and bolts and pieces of wood and putting it all together. Yeah. So good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't leave your kids out. Um, and it's also an activity if you're a mentor, um, that it's a great activity for a teenager to build something with you. Yeah, because maybe they've never had that experience like you like you had. Yeah. yeah. Now, my dad had a, a workshop, but I never saw him do much woodwork. He had a whole bunch of tools out there. So I just go out there and hammer and screw and saw and no one was teaching me. I had no idea what I was doing. You were lucky. You had someone showing you what to do. So some questions to mediate this working memory is you could ask, can you make a picture in your mind while I read to you? So that's for those read alouds. Try to help your kiddos make pictures in their mind. Run a movie in your head while I read this story to you. Tell me two things about the passage I just read to you. It's okay to question kids after you read a chapter or a passage. Or let's both shut our eyes and imagine we're at the beach. Tell me what you see. And that tells you what kind of level of imagination the child has and can they hold things in their head and um, think about it, talk about it. Yeah. Are there some kids who can't? Imagine? Yes, they think there's about 20 to 25% of us are born with the brain's inability to see things in their, in your mind, which I know you do really well. That's not a problem for you. You have a great imagination. And I do too. I had imaginary friends when I was a kid. They had names and everything. And yet there are kids that you will say, well, tell me what you see while you read. And they go, they kind of look at you and go, I don't see anything what do you mean so they have to read and reread things because they're not visualizing now we're going to get into that in one of our other uh, power tools a few a uh, few episodes away so i'm going to save the rest of that that's for that one okay all right so there we go that's called working memory or recalling and using information so I hope that you can develop that in your mind, or maybe there's somebody else that you're impacting and you are helping build a brain. Come back for another episode. Thanks for listening to the Build a Brain podcast. If you're wanting more information on how to build a brain, please visit the website for the MindCap Center in Fort Wayne, Indiana at www.mindcap.com. Org. That's www.mindcap.org. Children and adults from across the United States and Canada have found the cognitive help they needed at the MindCap Center. Their specialized team is trained in all levels of the Feuerstein program and can literally help you or your child build a new brain. We'll see you next time.